do you hear that sound? That is the sound of the waves crashing against a bay, but not just any bay. It's a bay watch because this is a bay watch podcast. In fact, this is Baywatch Rookie School, a podcast where one man and two women who have watched some Baywatch before try and watch Baywatch. I'm Robert Persinger. I'm Jamie Donaldson. And I am Valerie St. George. Guys, uh, we're here. What do we say about our intrepid hosts that aren't with us? You know, we were down at the cove surf skiing and we heard some commotion in the water and they appear to have been stung by a jellyfish puppet. It's true. It looked gnarly, bright purple. Uh, what else can you say? It it wasn't a it wasn't a Jim Henson uh, production. That was for sure. They're on the road to recovery. They're okay. Don't worry. Um, but they they will be out of commission for a little bit. But do- we're here for you. The doctor said at least out for one podcast record. So exactly. I thought that was good. You guys could have laughed or something. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, Give me nothing. Um, no, we're here to we're here to talk about an episode. Uh, we're gonna do our best to uh, match the energy of of Michael and Morgan and the high production value. Um, we've all taken disparate notes. Uh, we'll 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 comment on whether this was a really uh, engaging episode. It wasn't, uh, <laughs> but uh, I I thought it was. I think it's always fun to uh, to watch one of these, especially for the pod and. Uh, I, th- I would say I've seen worse, at least in my opinion. This episode didn't even matter. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was a it was a very special episode. Uh, well, yeah, I wasn't sure uh, how quickly we wanted to get, get into everything. I think maybe I could immediately. Know, okay, immediately. Let's do um, the episode today that we're talking about is Lovers Cove, which was uh, from season four, episode three, Baywatch. That's right. We're already in season four on this podcast. Can you believe it? Wait, before we get into that, I just realized something. What? Our family has been on this podcast more than any other guest individually. To the point that we, it's our podcast now. It's our (laughs) podcast. And now we're all here together. Mm -hmm. That's wild. It's been a long time coming. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's true. When they started, I was like, mm, this feels more like uh, me and Jamie and Valerie kind of a podcast. And so I'm glad it's all panned <laughs> out that way. Season four. That's exciting. Uh, hoping that uh, this isn't the tone of the whole season for Morgan and Michael's sake. But um, it aired September 27th, 1993. Where were you guys in 1993? Yeah, uh, I was definitely watching Jurassic Park at some point. Is that the year that oh, came out? about Lauren's yeah. age yeah. uh, character in the episode. Wow. <laughs> I think I had, uh, and were you hot the, dogging as much? Yeah, on jet skis? I was. I was on swim team. I was wearing some of the the swimsuits that they showed um, uh, in lifeguard training. I'm getting ahead of myself on the the episode plot, but um, yeah, integral time of my youth. I Val- wasn't even a wee sea plankton yet. Wow. <laughs> what a way to put that. Uh, well, for some context, I did I did look up on this day in 1993. I wanted to know what was happening when this episode aired. Uh, Year of the Rooster. Hey, okay. that's great. Uh, in the Chinese Zodiac. You might have remembered on this day, maybe you're settling in on your, your Lazy Boy to watch the newest Season four is off to as off of base watch is going. You're excited for the Lovers Cove episode going on. And what should come across the news ticker? Why Daniel Day Lewis pleaded guilty to speeding charges. No. 
no. It's true. Going way too fast. So he was hot dogging. Uh, I don't remember which is gas and which is brake, but maybe my left foot has something oh, to do with wow. it. <laughs> maybe that joke would work better if I knew which one was which. I think the right is the gas. Um, <laughs> yeah, <right. What>? <laughs> <laughs> I, listeners, and listeners know that I don't drive famously, so. Um, uh, well, I, I would like to share with you that um, both gas and brake are right foot. Uh-oh. <laughs> What have I been doing with my left foot? Okay. Clutch. <laughs> Clutch. Okay. So that was Daniel D. Lewis's problem. Well, yeah. <laughs> he recovered. I hope he's gone on to do something since that 1993 mm-hmm. incident. Uh, Boom, Shake the Room was in the top five hits in the UK. Are you either of you familiar with Boom, Shake the Room? This was a Will Smith song. I don't remember that one. Wow. Are you going to sing it? Now, I'm, I'm clasping my hands and praying that Michael or Morgan will lay in just a few seconds of Boom, Shake the Room right here. Is that legal? Just a few seconds. I think they would be able to get, I think they could get away with a few seconds just to put the actual, you know, the boom, shake the room line in there. It's a, it's a, it's a jam. It's, it's good. I kind of think Will Smith would be okay with it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, He's a, he seems like a chill guy who doesn't get so horny. He barfs. Isn't that what happened? They said in the news. (laughs) What? Yes. Yeah. Anyway, uh, the other thing uh, worth pointing out, the most viewed movie of the year, Nightmare Before Christmas, came out. Wow. was viewed by many. Uh, no beaches in that, though. we got to get back to the shoreline. Um, already mentioned the... But there are sandy claws in it. Wow. <laughs> very good. Very good. Um, yeah, we did get to uh, the air date. Um, oh, written by... I wanted to mention some of the credits. Written by Michael Burke. Douglas Schwartz and Gregory G. Bonin. Three people wrote this? Masterpieces sometimes take <laughs> many uh, masters. Um, and I didn't know if either of you had it, or I can pull it up too, um, the, some of the guest stars. Jamie, you said that What's-Her-Face was... Um, yeah, so the main guest star, who was a little girl in this, um, she was has been a very prolific voice actor final fantasy 13 2 i'm reading this mortal kombat 10 cloudy with hands of meatballs robot wow. chicken Jesus. everquest 2 tons of land before time spyro a hero's tale wow i like that she's got some good she's got some video game pedigree not just like cartoons yeah. and stuff i never watched hey arnold but is is phoebe a main character yeah she's the voice of phoebe mm-hmm. uh Wild stuff. Can't believe it. Um, so should we get into kind of the meat of the episode a little bit? Yeah. The crab meat of the episode. Yes. Now, again, I don't think there's any crabs in this episode, but we're going to stick with the beach animal theme for the most part. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it starts off with the kids on the beach basically doing, like, runs and exercise, like, doing, like, a like a lifeguard challenge, it seemed like. Isn't this the plot of, like, most of the episodes? Isn't Hobie or the kids, like, always trying to become lifeguards, kind of? Feels like I've seen multiple of... It's the only job in this town. Yeah, apparently. Except What's-His-Face in the first season was a lawyer, mm. but also... Craig? Yeah, but also wanted to be a lifeguard, and he had to choose <laughs> between, <laughs> between them. Um... Yeah, and this is, I think, the first song, correct? Yeah, this yes. is the opening... Very long opening montage, montage. Mm-hmm. of 
people running on the beach. Very long. Yeah. Yeah. So I think... Um, I went and watched the uh, original version uh, that Morgan usually watches, and that was a song called Honey Honey by Book of Love, um, which was not as memorable as Carry On by Avery Taylor, which I think has the very silly lyrics, if I want, if if, uh, I should say some of those. And it goes something like, People, people, different kinds, some are black and some are white. Uh... And we are all the same inside. <laughs> Do you guys remember this now? Yes. Go on. Uh, people, people, hearts of stone. Some are young and some are old. But in the end, we shine like gold. God, these are like like straining to like fit too. People, people, different roads. Some are long and some are short. Some don't know which way to go. That doesn't rhyme. I am, yeah. Uh, people, people, different lives. Some have struggled, some have strife. But we all find how to survive. Hate it. Uh, it goes on like that. Uh, turn to tomorrow, carry on. Uh, very silly, trying to appeal to all quadrants. I wasn't having it. Um, but yeah, this is where I think right immediately after we meet Lauren, I believe. Yes, who is a, a, a girl and her mother show mm-hmm. up on the beach and the mom is signing her up for lifeguarding classes, dropping her off for lifeguarding classes, and then says, you know, that she wants to stay and watch, and was it summer, uh, is doing the lifeguard training, and says, like, no, we usually don't let the parents stay and watch, but they're they're training on the public beach, so (laughs) I don't really know how they enforce that. Mitch is going to tackle her mom and get out of here. Lauren is very independent. She's like, bye, Mom. I don't yeah. need your help. I also see, like, when we find out what the the thing with Lauren is going on, like, she wants to, you know, prove herself and kind of be be independent, obviously. Yeah, well, they, they uh, say that she's there as part of a junior lifeguard exchange program. So she's down from Oregon, and if... Kobe. Hobie. 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 <laughs> Sorry, I mixed it up with his name. of cheese? Hobie? Yeah. If, if Hobie uh, were a little sharper, he might have thought, in what world is there a junior lifeguard exchange okay, but no, correct, me, correct me if I'm wrong. Isn't that what they tell Hobie later? Like, does he not? Doesn't he not? We, the audience, I think, realize why she's there immediately. Like, someone tells us, right? And then, like, later... Mitch tells Hobie that's why she's like going away. Uh, I think it's after after the initial scene oh, where okay. Hobie meets her and is like, "Ooh, who's that?" Got it, um, got it, got it, got it. In this lifeguarding class with all the other kids. Um, yeah, and then right around that, or uh, kind of like the the B plot, as we pointed out, is Mitch and Summer's mom. Why don't I remember her name? The character's name now. Because it was a really weak B-plot and it didn't matter. Is it Jackie Quinn, maybe? Stephanie. No. Yeah. Oh, so Stephanie, Stephanie. Holden. So yeah. Stephanie Holden, then. Um, yeah, she's on a date with Mitch. They're oh, eating. Oh, no, it's Jackie. Look. Sorry, we're going to edit this part so we don't sound so. Um, it's Jackie Quinn uh, playing Summer's mom, I believe, which means that they're actually related then. Or am I looking at no, you're, Nicole Eggert plays Summer Quinn Got and uh, Susan Anton plays Jackie Quinn. So I think people in movies and TV shows are real. And I don't I don't acknowledge that the, there's actors behind them. But that's is my problem, though. Um, 
they're on a date and a woman falls asleep behind the wheel, kind of. She sort of just nods off for a second. And then when she wakes up, her car goes careening off a cliff into the ocean, uh, which makes Mac... uh, (laughs) Sorry. Which makes uh, Mitch spring into action. Um, He runs to his car and has time to get uh, a, a diving mask and flippers on and swim down to save her. I read somewhere in like the trivia that this was a reused car crash from another episode though. That's huh. cheap. Yeah. Like when he opens up the trunk, there's a blue bag and it's the exact same shot from another one, which is like, if you're going to crash a car into the water, like, yeah, yeah. Make the most of it and reuse it if you can, I guess. Um, but this is sort of the start of the troubles because apparently Something always interrupts Mitch's dates with her, basically, is what she says. Yeah, she's always uh, getting stymied by him saving people. Yeah, (laughs) this isn't the only woman that has had this problem with Mitch, which makes me wonder if maybe he just has a hero complex. Uh, Yeah, he also just doesn't seem like he she claims that like they're both into each other but yeah he just can't help but like do that and then maybe it's just kind of like maybe just like when the women who find out that bruce wayne is batman they're just like ah, i can't be around this guy he's gonna like go out every night and put himself on the line except this guy is in the day and on the beach you know there's a line that she says something about like every time she like brings him east of something he finds some excuse for why he needs to go back to the beach mm-hmm. um Makes it almost seem like like a Little Mermaid situation. He needs to he needs like, to stay wet. Yeah, <laughs> he loses his voice and it's in a sea witch's shell. Yeah. Um, I meant to mention earlier because um, we get some scenes later of uh, Hobie and Lauren uh, driving around on like a jet ski. Uh, that Jeremy Jackson, the actor who plays Hobie, said that this was his favorite episode to film. Really. And he told TV Insider that for a 12-year-old kid to spend hours on and jumping waves and doing turns was a dream come true. And oh, kissing. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say. Uh, and the kissing alert. wasn't bad either. Uh, yeah, he uh, he scrunched a lot of sand on that beach that day. Ew. <laughs> yeah, yeah, can we... Uh... I mean, that's the next scene, I believe, is okay. when they kind of start practicing okay. uh, CPR. Well, I wanted to go back. So Lauren is introduced that she's like, she's like already showing herself to be the most devoted kid in this class, this lifeguarding class. She like knows the answers to things. She, ha- you know, she says she wants to be a lifeguard so she can, you know, the, the only thing she wants in life is to learn how to save lives. And I think we do find out after that scene, after the car crash scene, that uh, she is actually there, not on a junior lifeguard exchange program, but because it, as part of the Make-A-Wish Foundation, mm-hmm. she has a terminal illness, and this is her wish is to become a lifeguard, but not to be treated differently, to yeah. to have a, a fair shot with all the other kids who are in this lifeguarding class. She's so also in the... She's a good kid. Yeah. She's uh, she's also in the meet a fish program. That's why she's at this beach too. Oh my god! <laughs> Come on. <laughs> um, yeah, this and this is leading into uh, she performs. You know, they practice CPR on each other and does it on Hobie, who really creepily like grabs the sand like it's uh, he's in the throes of passion when she's. Uh, Giving him out the mouth, which is not, it's not, if, if, if that's the, uh, what it's eliciting, you're not doing it right. <laughs> <laughs> this is also where they, they give each other their nicknames. 
Oh, call, that's Lauren right. Lauren calls him Hobie Wan Kenobi. This is why I called him Kobe earlier, because of the Kenobi mix-up. And then um, she or he calls her Princess Lauren. Ooh. So they have these cute little nicknames for each other. Now, we might not, I mean, we can't really affect when this episode drops, but I'm hoping it is in tandem with the release of the Obi-Wan show on Disney Plus. Oh. And that this is this is going to send it. Yes. I mean, I don't want to say this is sponsored, but maybe in the time between Morgan and Michael, they can give Disney Plus a call and, you know, see if they can get <laughs> run some ads or something. Um, I forgot about Obi-Wan Kenobi and Princess Lauren. That's good stuff. Hey, I love a Star Wars reference. I'm a simple man. <laughs> um, could have used more. I wish everyone on the crew had gotten other Star Wars names. That would have been good. Mitch Baca and whatnot. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what happens next? After they do that, I after, think... After that, Hobie says, if I don't pump iron or something, I'll go crazy. That's right. That is when this when we cut back to, back to Mitch's place. Hobie's there. He is using dumbbells and basically walking around, yeah, like sexually frustrated or what, what's the, is that the, inf- what I infer? I, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. 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 I have such a crush. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and Mitch is getting his tuxedo on because, uh, he's going on like a fancy date, right? A surprise date. Yes. He doesn't know. He doesn't know where they're going. Exactly. And I don't think we actually see it. I think we hear the aftermath of the date in like the next scene, but I don't think, we, I don't believe we see them on the date, right? Uh, yeah, maybe that's a, um, I think she just deleted said, scene or something. <laughs> it, it just, they reused the car crash again. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's just kind of like. Why show the bad date when they could just be like, something happened again and Mitch ran off, as I think I think what they do the next time around. Oh, and you know what I mentioned? Mention, I'm getting my kind of factoids out of uh, out of sync. Um, this episode was directed by Gus Traconis, who played Indio in 1961's West Side Story. Wow. Yeah. So another tie-in. Another movie that just came out on Disney+. Plus. Morgan Michael, I'm setting up these dominoes for you. Just got to knock them over. Um <laughs> I also don't know if the original West Side Story is on Disney Plus, probably just the Spielberg one, but what are you going to do? Um, and I think after this scene is when we get Summer and, oh God, what's the other lifeguard's name? CJ. No, not CJ, the man that Summer is kind of like oh, pals with and falling uh, for. What did he, Matt? Yeah, yeah Matt. Matt. Uh, they are like showering off. And having a conversation with their swimsuits on. They're yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, this didn't go full. Yeah, this didn't go full nudity in this episode randomly, um, and kind of have this conversation of almost like, well, what if we like weren't friends or were more friends? And he kind of like approaches her, and kind of is like, it feels like this conversation starts off like, huh, wouldn't that be weird if like friends fell for each other? And then they like start to like do that. <laughs> then we get this ridiculous montage of them on a date. Well. A date? Kind of like, uh... Yeah, they're, like, chasing each other around some palm trees. She, They're playing basketball, but she's barefoot at a clear disadvantage. Uh, but she's hitting some threes, which is cool. Uh, it's, um, really ridiculous, and I'm trying to remember that there's the... We have what the lyrics for the second song, if one of you guys wants to, sure. um, mention that one. Yes, I can. It's called Call My Name. You look at me so different with your eyes. Okay. (laughs) The mystery of love we can't deny now. Won't let you walk away. The best of friends, I'll never let you go. We can't pretend. It's time to let it show how. These feelings that have grown now. 
man, this is awkward phrasing. When you call my name, I'll be there. If you feel the same, this love will share. When you call my name, I'll be there. If you feel the same, this love will share. When you call my name, I'll be there. Wow. Um, I mentioned that I listened to the uh, the original version, or at least the remastered song um, from like the first airing, and it was called "Once in a Lifetime" by Sarah Brightman, which I believe was a cover of another song. I think her and another woman covered it. Um, wasn't able to do a ton of uh, fact finding on some of these uh, artists, but um, yeah, this one had really. Horny lyrics. I played from uh, some for Jamie the other day because I was just like scandalized by how gross <laughs> they were. Uh, one of the lines, then I feel your sea raining down on me. Can this be my once in a lifetime? Um, this is all but, you know, cut between them, you know, running between palm trees and crap like that. And I just thought uh, it sounded gross to me. And it that was, uh, yeah. I didn't like it. And uh, it kind of works because they're they're lifeguards, but I'm not giving them that much credit. I, I think I asked a gross question when you. <laughs> I can feel your C raining down on me. I said, "Is that S E A or the letter C?" <laughs> Sorry, I just remembered that. <laughs> Jamie. Um, I mean, you're probably right. Um, yes, and then I think we get. I think the next scene is. I believe. Well, well, sorry. Wasn't there was there something in their notes before that? I think I think. Uh, oh, oh. Uh, Summer debriefs with her mom because her mom is really frustrated, right? Jackie, she's really frustrated mm-hmm. by the fact that every time she hangs out with Mitch, it doesn't feel like a date. And don't they? They decided that she like realizes that they're just friends. Exactly. Mm-hmm. By the end, at least I don't remember if it's that scene or not. But yeah. yes. And then <clears throat> Summer. Talks from and like this the really awkward line about uh, she's talking to her mom and her mom's like what does her mom say? Well, she comes up to her and says like so me and Matt are friends, but we had the most romantic night last night, and he was just like romantic. What do you mean? She's like well, like we ran around and played basketball and hugged and kissed, and then she kind of like shushes her up like I don't want to hear this, yeah. Lauren. Oh, yeah. I don't want or Summer. I don't want to hear this. Um, and she says, what does she say after she that? Says, don't worry. We did. Did what? <laughs> <laughs> like, when, like went all the way. Like it was so it, like she was like, sorry, you shushed me, mom. I'm just letting you know it happened. <laughs> I, it was very weird. Well, but there, yeah. So it's like uh, the, you know, comparison of one's going from dating to friends and the other couple's going from friends to lovers. So. Oh, what a parallel. Wow. I kind of like, I kind of looked at that of like, don't worry, we used protection. Um. Yeah, could be. <laughs> don't worry, I didn't let his sea rain down on me. Oh <laughs> um, yeah, they have that scene. And then I want to say that after that is when, we barely mentioned that like, Originally, she's talking to CJ, uh, the mom, and like, and about her frustration, like in near the opening scene. She's like, "Do you have any like thing to tell me about Mitch?" Now, I don't, I don't know if you know Val or I don't remember. Mitch and CJ never had like a thing before this, did they? No. Okay, I didn't. Well, not in any of the episodes I watched. Okay, I didn't think so. And Mitch is also kind of like usually like a pretty like, uh, like he doesn't feel like he would have like gotten involved with someone in the job. Although it's possible he new CJ. I remember when he first meets her, she's playing like a saxophone on a rock or something. Mm-hmm. But um, 
I don't remember if that was like their previous, you know, friendship or whatever was more than that. Um, my point being is that she's kind of grilling her like, so you know more about Mitch? And she's like, I thought you'd never ask. Here, I'll tell you. And it's like, well, she might know Mitch is a friend, but she doesn't know anything about like dating him, right? All she can say is like, yeah, man, if a car launches into the water, he's going to run in and get, you know, help the person out. Watch us get schooled here. Yeah, I yeah, mean, maybe. maybe she did date him. And also she's like witnessed him dating people. At this point. That's true. So she might have some insight. She's like, so in season four, episode one, he was, she was dating this woman. And then like, <laughs> um, but yeah, basically this, this scene is what sets up the, there's a church whose bells ring every hour. I think that sounds right. Mm-hmm. Because, uh, you know, it would mark the hour of a day. Right. That's and, how bells work. Mm-hmm. Usually. Hey, not necessarily doorbells. <laughs> if, if it wow. rings every hour, that's a problem. I'd be pissed. Yeah. Uh, but this this church at the, is at the top of a hill overlooking Lover's Cove, the name of our episode. And that's when Hobie overhears and think of the time he's like marrying the ketchups. Hey, another reference to the church. What are you talking about? What? <laughs> Hobie is in like the snack shack, like overhearing this conversation. That's how he discovers. Marrying the ketchups? You never heard that term? Like, no. Ca- like You're showing your whole <laughs> ass right now, and you've never worked a job in food industry? Yeah, marrying the ketchups is like combining I did work. We didn't have ketchup at the food place I worked. Sorry. Oh, what'd you have? <laughs> Salsa. Yeah. What the hell? <laughs> um, Sorry, what does marrying the ketchups mean? It is, it's combining them together, like at the oh, end of the day, or you like, you okay. have two lower ketchups and you put them together to make one Got it. Okay. super ketchup. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Mega ketchup. Yeah, and and then eventually every restaurant has like an ultra ketchup that they keep in the back, and it's very powerful and it's like quaking and stuff. Oh this God. is simple restaurant stuff. Um, the the point being, this is what Hobie overhears us. Although I don't even I don't even know if he was doing that. I just in my mind was like, I think that's what he was doing when they were talking. And then I think shortly after, I don't know if you have like notes for anything prior to that, but that's when he gets the jet ski and basically takes. Lauren out on it. Well, I think by this point he's been told that Lauren is leaving because she had like a a medical episode during one of the lifeguard training yeah, sessions. Yeah, we might have skimmed over and, that. Yeah, and so she like, you know, all had to be saved by, pulled, by Hobie. Pulled out of the water and they're like, they're yeah. kind of like concerned and I think Mitch is still like, I don't know why, I, I guess he wants, you know, just was worried about telling Hobie, but he didn't. I, I wish he had kind of like initially said something. I mean, there would have been an episode, I suppose. But like, I think he was just like trying to like respect the girl's privacy and sure. like respect her wishes that she didn't want to be treated any. Differently, well, I don't believe in so. HIPAA laws, so I think he should wow. have said something. Uh, but uh, yeah, so she, her mom is going to take her back home. So Hobie is like, ro- like railing against the fact that she's going to leave because he's in love with her. Yes, he's definitely falling for her. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so he, he he doesn't know anything is really amiss otherwise. Right. Um, I think this is right around the time. Lauren says, you know, she's okay. It, like, she's taking it pretty well, like, that she's leaving. But she said, I didn't even get to surf ski or ride a wave runner. And then Hobie <laughs> is like, ding, ding, ding. I can make this happen. Yeah. I can steal a wave runner. Yes, and I believe this is when we get them taking off and I believe getting our final song montage i think right i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure this is about yeah the time uh because hobie and and lauren go um on a wave runner together lover's cove they want to hear the bells e- yeah they, they have to kiss when they hear the bells mm-hmm. yes so the song playing right now is called forever is starting now when you're with me feels like i'm chasing the sun falling so deep life's just begun 
Let's get lost together. Never have felt so close to heaven. Ooh, foreshadowing. Here in your arms. Oh, no. We're not coming down, so let's stop the clock. Our forever is starting now, touching the wind. Nothing can break us apart. Holding your hand, holding my heart. Let's get lost together. Never have we felt so close to heaven. Here in your arms. We're not coming down, so let's stop the clock. Our forever is starting now. Let's stop the clock. Our forever <laughs> is starting now. <laughs> I don't remember how the song went, but I, I like your interpretation at the very least. Um, yes, so we got that, and uh, I'm pretty sure we get like a brief scene where uh, they realize like the ra- the wave runner is gone, and that, like Hobie is like gone off somewhere. Yeah, so yeah. they start looking for mm-hmm. him, and then meanwhile, Hobie jumps in the water. He, he's hey, he's still hot dogging basically. And what does that mean? Just it's something that Jamie off. does. I. I <laughs> <laughs> I know how to jet ski. I mean, like, it's not like that hard to do, but I, I uh, have taken Robert jet skiing and he told me no hot dogging. And I was, I felt like I was driving the jet ski like a grandma. And wow. he was like, stop, <laughs> stop hot dogging. Well, you weren't taking me to no lover's cove, so I don't know what you, hell, <laughs> you thought you were doing. Um, uh, yes, he jumps in the water and while he is kind of like talking to Lauren, a jellyfish, the aforementioned puppet jellyfish that got our our former hosts, uh, stings him all along the arm and whatnot. And uh, did he, they kissed already? Oh, sorry. Yes, they did hear the bells and they and they kissed at the same time. Someone, I think, in the trivia it says something like the goof. A goof is that like Hobie is like head is tilted one way when he's kissing her, but when it goes to the next shot. His head is tilted the other way, and I was like, someone is watching that don't, way too closely. Don't pay attention to this. <laughs> that no one should know that's a goof. That's yeah. bad. Um, they ha- they have a very sweet age appropriate kiss. Yes, it's pretty. It's very chaste, all things yeah. considered. Um, but yes, he is then stung by a jellyfish, and now it's Lauren's turn to save Hobie. Yep. Um, Pulls him but out the, of the water. But the jellyfish is, um, yes, Jim Henson it is not. It is some sort of big jellyfish puppet thing. Purple. dancing. Yeah, big purple jellyfish. It was like <laughs> it a looks, man of war. It looks like it was like a, a prop from a Nickelodeon show or something. It wow. looked like a Spongebob jellyfish. Oh, it did kind of look, yeah, it did yeah. kind of look like that. Yeah, Spongebob, like, running up <laughs> to catch the jellyfish. Um, hey, and Hasselhoff ends up in Spongebob, so maybe that's the connection. Oh. <laughs> um, now, we talked about this before we started recording. Do we consider this a fight in the episode? I think so. He okay. was really struggling. Yeah. Um, so it is a fight. Uh, I would need to double-check the scale, but I believe... Uh, Ten is the, the sonic... Is fight. the fight scene from Sonic the Hedgehog, which I have seen, don't remember very much. Did you watch it with me? I watched it. I do not really remember this. And Valley, fight. you haven't seen it for sure, right? Mm-mm. Okay. It's her favorite movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, with all our collective knowledge, from 1 to 10, 10 being the fight scene in Sonic, hmm. I'm going to give this... I mean, it was pretty one-sided, too. Hobie got just, like, owned. Yeah. Um, lasted... Didn't last long. Uh... I give it a two. Yeah, I was going to give it a two. Yeah, I'll be a little more generous and give it a three. Why? (laughs) I'm I'm a contrarian. Um, It would have been a five if it was Mitch versus the jellyfish. Mm. Hey, there's a lot more season four to go. Yeah, yes. 
Yeah, and then he would have a jellyfish on each hand and like. He would have been wearing flippers and goggles. Um, and yes, as a result of all this, Lauren has to pull him onto the wave runner and kind of prop him up while he's in pain. Um, Mitch and crew are on their way, like to find them, right? Like they have figured yeah, out. Yeah, they're not like in danger yeah, for very CJ's long. Yeah, CJ's like, oh my god, I think I know where they are. Yeah. yeah. I was bragging about the church with the bells that ring every hour. <laughs> you idiot! Um, so, like, what do you do if you get stung by jellyfish? Do you pee on it? No, I think that that has been debunked. And I think, like, there's not enough acid. Whatever, whatever, like, neutralizes it, is it, it's not enough going on, I think, to, like, do yeah, the trick. Yeah, I heard, like, meat tenderizer or, like, vinegar. Oh, I bring all those. Yeah. I bring all those I to the so. beach anyway, so. Yeah. You mean, like, one of those hammers with the spike <laughs> no, on it? No, like the spice, like when you combine it in like the spice aisle, like it's like a powder. Like yeah, powder, not a <laughs> smash it with a mallet. I think, I think the thing with meat tenderizer is it has, it's probably like citric acid or something if you look at the ingredients. And so maybe it's like the idea that it's like enzymes or, or you know, that, that it's like breaking down the jellyfish. What, what is it, Would it be venom, I guess? Yeah, it's a venom. Yeah. Um, that's on your skin or whatever. I don't know if that works either. Uh, one time I picked up a Portuguese man of war on oh a beach God. when I was a kid in Hawaii. I did not know what it was. And uh, I was just like, what's this weird blue squishy thing? Um, but luckily the person I was with was like, put that down. <laughs> so oh I tried it and nothing God. happened. It was like dead. So maybe it like, wasn't stingy anymore. I've never even heard of this before. A Japanese man of war? They're like oh a very uh, venomous jellyfish, very and that pretty. thing that's on. So they have like a little like air filled sack. It's called a sail. <laughs> me me me. Sail. That floats along the top of the water. Anyway, I don't know if that was supposed to be the the jellyfish that stung I think Kobe, but that, that's like no, they they don't necessarily kill you, but they definitely put you out of commission. Well. He was a trooper, and mm-hmm. uh, Lauren helped him get to the boat and get rescued. Um, and then I believe, I think that that would take us like to a ba- basically our final scene, right? They're back at the watchtower, and Hobie's in the, or at least the infirmary of the watchtower, and like Hobie's getting treated, right? And that's when Mitch kind of reveals what's going on. And Lauren comes and says goodbye to him. Well, yeah, and he, he tells Hobie that, like, I, you know, she's not actually going back to Oregon for the because of the exchange program. You mean the exchange program's unreal? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, maybe I can go to her, her exchange program. Um, yeah, that she has a, a terminal illness and won't live long. In fact, I, we forgot to mention that. I think when he's putting his text on earlier, his tux on earlier, rather, he kind of coyly says, like, well, maybe Lauren can stay and, like, you know, join the lifeguard crew or whatever. And she, he's like, I don't know if Lauren will be around for very long. It's like. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> really, Mitch? Come on now. Knowing what you know. Um, yes, but Lauren Lauren comes over with her mom and says goodbye and basically, like, expresses that, like, she got to do what she wanted to do, which is, like, help people. And she saved... He saved her and she saved him. She got, like, what she wanted out of the experience. Um, she gave him another kiss, right? I think. I yes. think yeah. so, yeah. yeah. And, um, yeah, we have... Uh, Hobie out, you know, watching the shore and uh, looking out to the sun and seeing a giant superimposed version of Lauren's head. 
mm-hmm. blown up over the sun and ocean. Robert loved that. Yeah, it was very funny, just because it's like not subtle at all. It just looks like it's like bonk, like just like slap right on there. Yeah, that's. Uh, I feel like we got through it pretty quick, but it was kind of a. I mean, it's kind of a interesting episode. I want to make sure um, if we're wrapping up that we uh, kind of have a segue to our ratings. If you guys think that we've kind of set our piece and want to go into that, sure. What's a ten? Um, so the season four rating scale, uh, one is going through puberty a second time because you got recast. (laughs) And 10 is your parents are divorced, but it's okay because your dad is David Hasselhoff and he's the coolest. Mm. Well, I was going to say, I think, you know, child actors are a real gamble, especially, you know, bringing on like a new child actor for an episode or whatever. Um, but I think that uh, Lauren, the actress, did a really great job. And she uh, kind of showed up Hobie a little bit. Acting <laughs> skills. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Hobie's not known for his great acting skills. Yeah. I am a way bigger fan of the first Hobie. I'm a, I, yeah. love, I really love original Hobie. Yeah. yeah. But I think I'm not surprised to find out that she went on and like did other things because it, it, it seemed like she, you know, had had some talent as an episode, though. Bit of a snoozer. Yeah. Especially since like the A plot is like the ki- the kind of the kids, you know, storyline going on. And it feels like I don't think everything episode has to be like Mitch focused, but like the B plot was like so nothing for him and the what's her face i just wasn't yeah, really connecting was lazy yeah. yeah and i felt like they didn't really conclude it yeah uh i'm gonna give this uh episode a six it was fine it was cute six uh, okay. but a six better off as friends <laughs> <laughs> um that's pretty good i mm. i don't know well then again like i feel like i've also run into the problem where there's been some like there's been some uh, problematic episodes of Baywatch and stuff, too, which, like, drags them so much farther down. So I guess considering that, like, mm, they could have handled things a lot worse on a myriad of different subjects in this one, eh, it wasn't, it, it didn't really strike yeah. any nerves or anything. It was so wholesome. So, yeah, I think, like, a five or six. I'll go, I'll, I'll match you with six. I think that's, it's fine. Wow, you guys are way more generous. I Maybe it's too <laughs> generous. I don't, I don't, I don't. I give it a two. This episode wow. was a waste of time. Wow. <laughs> Pulling no punches. I don't know. There just there wasn't enough drama and cringiness and I don't know. Not enough like high speed car chases, mm. um near drownings, not enough of any of it. Mitch chased a car. Yeah, but a car. <laughs> I have a, I have a question. What did Sam Crab leave a review of the episode? Yeah, on what? Uh, on IMDb. On IMDb. I love sand crab. There's two sand crabs. There's the OG sand crab, and then there's the newer sand, I'll have to look sand crab. The second sand crab is a little bit more satirical, I think. What uh, is it? I think I remember an episode with this, you, and you mentioned uh, his reviews. I love sand crab. User reviews. Uh, tell me about sand crab, Valerie. So <laughs> sand crab reviews, not just Baywatch, but. Other beach themed shows. We have, how do you, we how have did a you sand crab. This? Because I was I was reading about an episode that I was doing, and I saw that there were watcher reviews, and so I, I looked at them, and then I was like, 
oh my god, this person has left a review for almost every single episode. Wow. And um, I have a soft spot for for sand crab. Let's let's read the sand crab review we have for Lovers Cove. Um, it says, Hobie centric, many moving parts, a pivotal jellyfish. <laughs> and then says. Plus, lots of snogging, dramatic rescues, enough romance to kill a herd of bison, and tragic, not only because Jackie doesn't get laid. Good um, will lord. Will you read the, the title of it? Horny for Basketball is the... <laughs> how could I forget? That's the title for the, of the review. Um, yeah, that, that scene is very funny that she's like... That they're playing basketball and she's barefoot. I thought that was hilarious. Eight out of ten. <laughs> oh. Uh, so is this old cra- sand crab or new this sand? This is new sand crab. Okay. I think old sand crab stopped about five years ago. Do you do you know that they're different people, well, different writing style? I think based they on have, this, yeah. There's three. Uh, uh, Morgan and Michael could tell you specifically. There's two different sand crabs with different numbers. Mm. I think the second sand crab is a troll. There is a smattering of data, and Morgan and I have crunched the numbers, and we have decided. That the sand crabs are indeed separate people, but neither of them are trolls. They are each lovers of Baywatch in their own separate, specific ways. Now, sometimes that love manifests as pure hatred and debate why they continue bothering with this show. But don't be mistaken, that is in fact love. And just like did the numbers in a different order because their tones are very different. Mm. The first sand crab is a little bit more positive and the second sand crab is a little bit more trolly. Maybe they're like, it's like a duality. Like they have split personality. Ooh. They're both the same person, but they have like, they watch Baywatch and shift and diff- don't know that they're leaving reviews at different times. They go to a fugue state. Maybe it's like twins that. and one is uh, very pure and the other one is very sarcastic. I like that. Um, well, I think that kind of wraps up the episode uh, review. Um, and I, we want to talk about the description for the next uh, episode that they'll be covering, um, which is called Blind They're recovering Side. from their jellyfish things. Now. Yes, they're recovering. So hopefully Morgan and Michael will be able to uh, be back for that one. Um, the plot for the next episode, Blindside, former Baywatch lifeguard John D. Court returns to Baywatch wanting to become a lifeguard again and tries to rekindle the flame with his former girlfriend, CJ. But after a series of circumstances, okay, uh, she and Mitch discover that Court is losing his eyesight to a rare eye disease, which he refuses to accept. Of course. Meanwhile, Hobie makes an unusual friend, a seven-foot-tall giant from a carnival sideshow (laughs) at the Malibu Pier who shows Hobie his pelican wood carving skills. I'm trying to remember. I'm I'm almost certain I've seen Court and maybe even had an episode with Court. He was Court. the kind of bad guy that like he not he was a good guy, but he's also kind of bad. And he's he not the cowboy hat, but he wasn't um, the like eco. He wasn't the dude who showed up uh, trying to like sabotage the chemical company, right? That was some other so. dude. Yeah. Um, interesting, interesting sounding description. Uh, Godspeed, Morgan and Michael, or and guest if they have anyone for that episode. It's. Uh, so I think we want to, uh, before we outro this app, uh, plug ourselves. So plug it in, plug it in. Do you have anything you want to promote? Just you two. The band, you two. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, I, um, I, I give you the floor. 
Uh, shameless self-plug, I just opened my vintage shop on Etsy, uh, so if you want to follow me for unique uh, 1950s through 1980s uh, women's finds, you can follow me on Instagram or Etsy at uh, St. George Vintage. Wow. It's huge. Uh, and I am at uh, King underscore Slop on Twitter, uh, and uh, I am associate producing for uh, Hollywood Handbook and the Flagrant Ones, so the very uh, minor amount of uh, uh, effect I have on those shows you can you can hear by listening uh, wherever you find your podcasts. Um, other than that, uh, I think that kind of does it for us. Um, thank you all so much for listening to the episode of this episode, rather, of uh, Baywatch Rookie School. If you want to find Morgan and Michael, the normal hosts on Twitter, the show handle is at Rookie School Pod. Morgan is Morgan P. Thrap. Michael is at Snotsit. Pardon me, Snotsnit. And uh, we'll see you next week. Just remember, hips, lips, and fingertips. And scene. <laughs> <laughs>